0: And the first passage that we're gonna read today is Galatians chapter three, but it's not beginning at verse 19. It'll be at verse 16, and we'll be reading through verse 29. Of course, Galatians is a letter that Paul wrote, and he wrote it to people that were trying to drift back into law, rather than embrace the grace that comes through the Lord Jesus. And um, we're gonna be picking up here in the middle of this letter, which talks about what the intent of the law was for us. So listen here to God's word, beginning at verse 16 of chapter three. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say and to seeds as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed, that is, Christ. What I am saying is this. The law which came 430 years later does not invalidate a commandment, uh, covenant, excuse me, previously ratified by God, so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance is based on law, it is no longer based on a promise. But God has granted it, to abraham by means of a promise why the law then it was added because of transgressions having been ordained through angels by the agency of a mediator until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made now a mediator is not for one party only whereas god is only one is the law then contrary to the promises of god may it never be For if a law had been given which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed have been based on law. But the scriptures has shut up everyone under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law what has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of us who were baptized into Christ have clothed ourselves, yourselves with Christ, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, and you belong to Christ. And, excuse me, and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Amen. Our other New Testament passage, which we're going to look at, is found in Colossians chapter two. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And we'll begin at verse six and go through verse 15. Listen here to God's word. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy or empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is head over all rule and authority, and in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him having forgiven us of all of our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he is taking it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Amen. And our primary text, This morning is found in Hebrews chapter eight, and we'll read the entire chapter. Of course, as you know, we've been going through the book of Hebrews, and the writer of Hebrews is coming to a main point. Listen here to God's word. Now the main point in what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister in the sanctuary and in the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifice. So it was necessary that this high priest also have something to offer. Now if he was on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are those who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things, just as Moses had wore, was worn by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. For see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. But now he, Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which has been enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. But finding fault with them, he says, behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant and I did not care for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying, know the Lord. For all will know me from the least of, to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. When he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete but whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. Amen. At this time, I'd like to ask you to bow your heads and silently meditate upon God's word that we've read this morning.